1: There is sugar in bugles. Bradley Trainer will have you true. know on the Colleen and Bradley so Show rude. on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'll just explain really quickly why, bless you, the bugles was uh was happening. Why Bradley left the dirt alert. Somebody said there update. were bugles, and
2: I love bugles. Growing up, like bugles in my lunch bag, oof,
1: the best, yum. right? Crunch, so, crunch. Uh, the show before us had a lot of bugles delivered. And Bradley went out anxiously to get the bugles, only to find out there is sugar in the bugles. Yeah, so I had to let them go. Which is, yeah, sometimes we find that out about things, like celebrities. Uh, We thought they were great, and then it turns out... They're a communist. Oh, I wasn't going there. But, like, you know, they're not as good as we thought. Uh, Such is the case, if you believe his hairdresser, with Ryan Seacrest.
2: Yeah, you know, this, um, uh, yeah, this, oof. Okay, actually, I think there's a silver lining here. So, Colleen, the story is that he rubbed his junk on a lady and she's suing for $15 million. That's and that the lady today. was his hairdresser. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I I would imagine she would be demanding a lot of money. Oh, I was like,
2: I didn't know the connection between the hairdresser. You're like, of course you rub your jaw on a hairdresser. (laughs) No, No,
1: just that it was not like a random lady like at the mall. No, that this was somebody who worked closely with him.
2: But I think there's a silver lining in this story. uh, If you don't want to believe that the story is true and in the world that we live in today, we generally believe women when they come forward and say, Uh, Ryan Seacrest rubbed his uh, his tumescent appendage Mm -hmm. uh, on her at some point. Gross. Um, And Holly, I'm going to let you get to the silver lining in just a moment. Because we talked about this a little bit earlier, but do you want to hear like the specifics? Should we talk about those first of this particular case? Yeah. So um, her name is Susan Hardy and she is demanding 15 million dollars. Uh, at least insofar as E is saying, because E, uh, the network, of course, where Ryan Seacrest has made his career in no small measure. Um, they say that this is just a bunch of hooey and that Mm -hmm. she's trying to make a bunch of money, uh, that she demanded $15 million for her science, her science, Ah. silence, sorry. Um, Wrong segment. (laughs) (laughs) I've forgotten words. Uh, She and her uh, and her lawyers, of course, are denying that that is the case. Now, she says that um, after H.R. asked her to detail her relationship with Ryan in 2013, she shared her allegations for the first time. Two weeks later, she claims that her position with the company was terminated after seven years. So she said Ryan did these gross things, including but not limited to sticking his hand between her legs, cupping her crotchal region, A coworker later confirmed that Hardy told him about the incident at the time. That same coworker also said he witnessed some of the hugs described by Hardy and saw Seacrest push her head into his crotch wow. while she was trying while she was tying his shoes on multiple occasions.
1: OK, that I could go on, weird. but I
2: won't because, you know, it also involves a tumescent appendage at the uh, Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. And uh, it's it's gross. So so in the current climate, Colleen, what do we normally do?
1: We listen, we listen. Yeah, we open our ears and we listen to the victim.
2: We are E.F. Hutton with all these sexual yes. allegations, and we listen. But Holly, can you do me the favor? Do you have the blind item with you, or can you at least reference the blind item you mentioned earlier today?
0: I have the blind item. Yes. right, here in front of me, so this blind item was published today on crazydaysandnights.net. Here's your blind item. This A-list host slash mogul is close to coming out and is using it as a defense in a recent shakedown case.
1: Interesting.
2: So can you please translate, Colleen, for the yes. listener who doesn't do math?
1: What I hear there is, uh, how did they describe him? A-list mogul host slash mogul. Okay. Ryan Seacrest is close to coming out, meaning he will be uh, announcing that he is gay uh, in defense of what? How did it finish? In a recent shakedown case, which is seemingly. Pointing to this. So what
2: we're saying here is that Ryan Seacrest is a secret homosexual. Yeah. This story has been out there before, Mm -hmm. at least if you believe this particular blind item and that he will actually come out uh, so as to quash any rumors that he was cupping lady parts because, of course, homosexuals don't cup lady parts. I mean, they're generally not, you know, doing those things. Um, And so. That to me says if you don't buy the story about Ryan Seacrest, okay, but you're going to have to buy another story.
1: Wow, that is very interesting. So,
2: one of these things is true. One of right. these stories is true, right Either Ryan Seacrest is a secret homosexual,
1: which has been rumored. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, that's forever. why there's
2: the hint of uh, believability there mm-hmm. because or a whiff of believability in this story, because we've heard these rumors. Uh, I think Kathy Griffin most notoriously has joked about his uh, homosexuality on more than one occasion. But then a lot of people just sort of brush that off. Um, but who else could it be if you I... believe that this blind item is true?
1: I mean, I can't even
2: host mogul. I don't even know that we have any of those.
0: Yeah. No, we really don't.
2: Certainly none that have been accused of...
1: Like anything, really. I mean, but anything to this degree looking for $15 million. But
2: isn't he married?
1: Or has a girlfriend. He has a girlfriend. He always has a girlfriend.
0: He has a woman. Usually, they're she's not married. In, yeah, they're usually in their mid twenties. Okay, blonde. so
2: he's gonna just like, admit that all those relationships were bonkers.
0: Um, yeah, one of them was a
1: Julianne Huff. Yeah, remember they dated for a period of time. Uh, yeah, interesting. Okay, I am all ears. Right? on this. Don't one. you want
2: to see how this plays yes. out? Because one of two things is gonna happen. He's either going to be taken down for sexual harassment or he's going to be tap dancing with Richard Simmons at the next Liberace uh, Day party. Except for that we don't know where Richard Simmons is. Uh, Don't bring it up. It's a sore subject. It is a very sore subject.
0: All right. Well,
1: uh, when we come back here on The Colleen and Bradley Show, I have to ask you about a new social network. Oh, It's called Vero, and everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. I've seen it, though, crop up a couple different times from a couple different people who usually have their finger on the pulse of the next big thing. Mm. Uh, And I want to ask you some questions about it because I know that you have joined it already. If anybody in our listening audience has also joined Vero six five one six four one one zero seven one, we're going to talk about it. We're going to find out what it is. We're going to find out what makes it different than all the other social networks out there. After this, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk one zero seven one.
0: Previously, on Jason and Alexis, my brother had a crazy roommate too. He had the top of one of the bunk beds, and his roommate put up a sheet because he was in the bottom bunk, so he'd uh-huh. have some privacy. Yeah. Well, I guess he did this often. He would watch Lord of the Rings and play some solitaire. Oh.
2: right! He's having Han Solo time. And he
0: thought he was being really quiet because the Lord of the Rings was playing at the same time. (laughs) What in the hell? (laughs) But the funny thing is that the light from his laptop (gasps) illuminated the action, so it was like a puppet show that was projected on the wall. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 107.1. The radio home of knowing the difference between a remake and a reboot. My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment.
1: God, wait, what I- the heck is Vero?
0: That's the I'm question.
1: Old. Well, I, I want to know. Uh, and that's what I'm asking on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at mytalk 1071com We are everything Entertainment, everything social media. Um, Okay, so yesterday uh, I was, you know, trolling through the Facebook and uh, a trusted individual. first
2: mistake. Who's on Facebook anymore?
1: Well. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. uh, I saw a post by somebody who we trust who works in our techie department here at the MyTalk. And he said, has anyone heard of Vero? It's this new social network. Have you signed up to try it? Let's connect. So he's connect, he's already on it. Uh, and he said something in his comments about, like, I wanted to make sure I get in on it before it, they start charging people. Which sounds like something they've said about Facebook before. Yeah, like, but anyway.
2: Oh, hurry up. They're going to start charging for the Facebook.
1: And I thought, well, what the heck is this Vero? We should find out more about it. And mm. then I asked you, Bradley, what mm. is Vero? And you were like, "Oh yeah, I signed up for it, but nobody's on there yet." Yeah. So, what is it, and do you really think it is going to be the next like MySpace of social media?
2: I don't know what that means, though.
1: I mean, is is this where we're all going, right? So we I don't know. Uh, we stopped many places on so our social
2: media. If train. somebody's an expert on Vero, and I don't think there probably are any. Um, there's probably a lot of people like me out there, and here's the person I am. I downloaded Vero. I entered my information created an account. Mm-hmm. And then I sat there looking at it like what what, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And it's really slow response time. Apparently there's a bunch of bugs. But here's so basically um I downloaded it. I have that as Julia would say mm-hmm. on her show. I have that. I have that. Uh but I don't know what to do with it frankly and doesn't seem like much of anybody really does. But just so you know, it's an app that has been around since 2015. Really? Uh, Everybody's like, "Well, why is it all blowing up uh, on the internets this week?" Bradley, it is why of, is it
1: all blowing up on the internet this week? It
2: was like one of the number one appies on the app store. I just trending. I
1: just op- it just opened the app store, and there it is.
2: Yeah. First thing. Yeah. Right. And I am going to download knows, it. <laughs> and nobody knows why.
1: That is so weird. Yeah.
2: So, um, it there are no ads, which is apparently awesome. Yet. Users are given four labels. You're either an acquaintance, a friend, a close friend, or a follower. You can assign those labels to people that you connect with on the platform. You post things just like Facebook and Instys. Some people are calling it, I saw one article called it the new Instagram everyone's talking about. Frankly, I don't buy that. It, it, I just don't think it's reached a point where anybody really knows what's going on yet with it. Yeah. You know, well, like the average person. Anyway. And
1: speaking of buy that, uh, apparently you are going to have to buy that eventually. Apparently the first million people to sign up get free Vero for life, but latecomers are going to be charged, quote, a small annual fee to sign up. Yeah. Which, which I'm not paying I mean, to do doing that. that. That's right? dumb.
2: Nobody's paying that. It was launched, as I said, in 2015 by Iman Hariri, who, by, by the by, little known fact, He's a billionaire businessman and the son of former Lebanese Prime Minister Rafiq Hariri. Interesting. Yes. He said he started the app because he was frustrated with how many ads appear on sites like Twitter and Facebook. So uh, basically, um, there's a bunch of bugs. Nobody really that you care about is on it yet.
1: Well, except for Vanika, who's on the line. Oh, hi, Vanika. How are you? hi i'm good how are you guys doing good Good. so
0: you're on vero yeah well okay so i signed up last night and then i after signing up and realizing it was extremely buggy and like i had no idea what to do with it i was like this is dumb i don't really need this so i tried to delete the account Uh oh. and it's it's a little sketchy you can't actually delete your information off of that app unless you send them an email and they have to approve it okay like you can't just delete it it's
2: a little shady
1: and i just downloaded it and then promptly deleted it from my phone
0: that is interesting yeah and then every like all of the developers apparently are all russian people and so they have your information and stuff now too
2: russian bots
0: Yeah. So there. So now that you can't delete your information, I'm like, what's going to happen with my phone number that they took and my email address Mm -hmm. that I can't delete off the account until they give me permission to do it?
2: That's okay, Vanika.
0: I'm going to need you to just keep
1: checking in with us so we know you're still a a thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. For the
1: (laughs) until. We, you know, until we're comfortable going forward. Yeah, I'll make sure to do that, guys. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Vanika. And best of luck to you. I
2: hope you survive.
1: (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye. That is interesting.
2: Yeah. I mean, who knows? But like at this point, you know.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Can I? I just, I'm sort of in this space right now in my life. Oh, God. What?
2: Oh, I don't know. I have no idea what you're going to say.
1: With social media where I just, I don't need any more of it. oh,
2: I just think we need better social media because like Facebook for me is just a it's just a garbage fire mm -hmm. at this point. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I think a lot of people would agree.
2: Like, I don't even know. Like, I rarely post anything. I like check in at a restaurant when we have burger night with friends. Woo. I maybe post a photo when we do an event or something. But for the most part, I just I for some reason feel obligated to show up on Facebook every day and just see what's going on. But then I get off it as quickly as I can, and then I go back to Twitter and Instagram because there, the thing I like about Twitter and Instagram—and you didn't ask me my opinion—I'm just sharing it apparently. So for what That's it's good worth,
1: thing you got a show with your um, name on it, you could just uh,
2: But the thing uh, that I like about Twitter is I can curate what I'm following, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not getting somebody's weird like eighteen hundred word screed about whatever particular you know. Thing they're hell-bent on for that particular day mm-hmm. um or whatever like just you know weird article they want to republish i can it f- twitter allows you to be much more pacific mm-hmm. specific that is about what you follow and the same with instys i just love looking at pictures right so that gives me my visual you know a quota for the day
1: although if i may just have one beef with instagram
2: yeah it's that? the
1: following. I want things to appear in my Instagram feed chronologically, and that does not happen. So sometimes I will log into Twitter and I will get a picture from somebody who I know and care about that's like two days old, and it shows up at the top like it's new. Well, you know why it shows up,
2: though? Because Mm -hmm. you haven't seen it yet. And so what they're doing is they're saying, these are your friends. Mm -hmm. You don't, this particular post has gotten a lot of attention. We think you probably want to see this, and it... If you're just doing it chronologically, you will have missed that post. So I think that's their theory.
1: Yeah, I. It, that's my only, that's my personal, I wish you could make a choice about that is what I'm saying. Like, I wish that there was a way that I could figure that out. But I still, I go to Facebook out of force of habit, and it's not a good habit. Um, but I like it to keep up with people in my life that I know about, Uh, I I, I don't
2: find I don't know how you're supposed to do that because there's just so much chaff, if you will. There's so much noise that it's hard to unless you're really good at filtering out the noise. I've
1: filtered out some noise.
2: I'll just put it that way. Yeah.
1: And then Twitter I like because like you said, Bradley, you can kind of curate your experience. You can see tweets from people who, you know, provide the kind of commentary or the thoughts that you are Mm going to that are going to prompt something for you. Yeah. Um, I don't need Vero, I've decided, especially given Vinika's scary, can't delete her account. It's Russian bots. Oh my
0: God.
1: Uh, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrity D bags for you, and these ones are doozies. Stay right where you are. We'll be back after this on My Talk 1071.
0: My Talk 1071. Everything. Gas yes, Queen. Entertainment. Well, we
1: do have D bags for you on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. But first, Bradley has some remarks he would like to make.
2: Yes. Okay. Where is this email here? Okay. So we got an email, and occasionally we get these. Now, remember uh, a little earlier in the show, we talked about Ryan Seacrest potentially a closeted homosexual or a. Uh, David Copperfield Creeper mm-hmm. accused of uh, doing some inappropriate things, right? Like a
1: lot of inappropriate things. So, the things story to his we told is that a
2: woman is accusing him of, of uh, sexually assaulting him or her. Uh, but then we have this blind item which says he's about to come out, thereby disproving the potential uh, for him to be a serial lady creeper.
1: And use that part as part of his defense. Yeah, like yes. I'm gay, I can't do
2: anything. hmm. Which I always have thought, like, I think every gay person has had this thought, and I will just now speak for all of them. Mm-hmm. At some point, you think to yourself, like, if a lady ever feels uncomfortable, or if a lady ever, you know, thinks that I'm, like, trying to come on her, you just gotta go, I'm gay, it's okay, don't worry, I'm fine.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not threatening.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm just weird. Um, but <laughs> I'm just strange. <laughs> but this uh, uh, gentle lady who uh, emailed us said the following. Why is it either or? Can't Ryan Seacrest be a closeted gay man and a creep? Or maybe he was just overcompensating. Also, several gay men have a breast thing where they want to touch them. Signed, random lesbian. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Colleen. Mm-hmm. Have I ever tried to touch your boobies? No. No. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's a thing. And if it is, I think that's maybe just a man thing, not a gay man thing. You know, the
0: only thing that I can recall that she is probably referencing is the time at the Golden Globes red carpet when Isaac Mizrahi was a correspondent and he, bloop, 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 Scarlett Johansson's boobie. What?
1: That, oh, that's, that's right. I f- forgot about that.
0: Yeah, and it's totally anecdotal. It's yes. just one instance I of, about of that. Isaac Mizrahi, bloop, 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 Scarlett Johansson, okay. you, <laughs> your,
2: <laughs> well, like, your sound yes. effects, like he but, was motorboating her, no, no, with his, his hand. Just, He was oh. like
0: under plopping.
2: Okay, under under-plopping. plopping.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, anyways, what I'm to, saying is, that it's just one anecdote, to, one incident.
2: To random lesbians' point, I will say, sure. It is possible that Ryan Seacrest was cupping a lady's bits and pieces uh, while simultaneously trying to get down and dirty with uh, a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that. the... Oh, there's a, v- a picture of mm-hmm. the underplop. Um, yeah. I just, I tend to think that that probably doesn't happen because if I were going to underplop. It wouldn't be a lady's boobie. And if it were, it would be like, um, I'm a gay man under plopping your boobie, right? Which is inappropriate, mm-hmm. but it's not like, hey, Colleen, let me touch those boobies.
1: Okay. Let's never, ever, <laughs> ever but you know what I'm saying? reenact I think that scenario.
2: Oh, wait, wait. Um, oh, I, I now have been, I have now been contacted by a fellow homosexual who said the following Mm -hmm. my ex loved women's breasts oh
1: interesting Interesting.
2: So what do I Well, here's what I... uh, This is why I should not speak on behalf of my people.
1: Here's what I wanted to say in response to that email. We didn't necessarily say that it's not possible that Ryan Seacrest could be a creeper and be in the closet. Yeah. What we said was this blind item says that he will use that as part of his defense for why he didn't commit these acts that she is alleging. Whether or not that is... Right, appropriate, true. It would kind of that. be
2: the the opposite end of the like Kevin Spacey argument, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Because remember, right. he used his sexuality to like um,
1: justify
2: justify his creepy
1: behavior. No, Which is so he weird. just he
2: tried to like make it a distraction, right? Oh yeah, it was like a bait and switch beha- behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It didn't work. Uh, okay, now may we move on? I feel our... like
2: we should do yes, we'll move on. But I feel like in the future we should do a segment called "I'm Gay." And I want to touch your boobies and see if it's really a thing was what I'm saying. Like, cause oh, I feel okay. like maybe it I mean, is like, a thing I don't where gay men do love, that love to touch, with you. <laughs> to touch boobs.
1: Interesting. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know what? Feel free. If you want to call, we'll take your call. Okay. But in the meantime, in between time, yeah, let's
2: do our uh, regularly scheduled programming.
1: Our regularly Presenting scheduled Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day.
2: Douchebag of the Universe. That's an old Jason and Alexis segment. Mm -hmm. Um, But, Colleen, Mm -hmm. I need to tell you about Amy Schumer. Do you have to? Yes, I do, actually, because I saw this headline. Amy Schumer's wedding vows are about as raunchy as you'd expect. And I thought, Amy Schumer's wedding vows are rauncher? And the answer is
1: yes, of course they are. So then I read this article,
2: and can I just say that the takeaway was the following... Would there be anything more annoying than a comedian's wedding? No. Because think about a comedian's wedding. There's always going to be comedy. Mm-hmm. Right? And like, what's more annoying than comedy? comedy? No, <laughs> like, like some, it's it's like if you went, I'm trying to think of an uh, analogy, but while I'm thinking of analogy, let me just tell you about her actual wedding vows. Here's uh, some of the things she said in a recent podcast she did with Nikki Glaser, which I love Nikki Glaser. But um, uh, this was on her actually uh, her serious XM show. Amy Schumer talking about her wedding vows. I'm a wife as hell. But it's like okay. still a novelty. She's talking about being married. Okay. I'm a wife. as like she loves being a wife. Okay. Uh, somebody went to sit next to her husband and he's like, my wife is sitting here. And then I got back and he was excited to tell me that he said that. I just have been really overusing it, the term wife, to a degree that's insane, like when it's completely uncalled for. So she's super obsessed with the word wife, right? She then goes on to reveal parts of her X-rated vows, which she joked sucked and took only 20 minutes to write. So like she's like, "My, my vows only took 20 minutes to write and they totally sucked. In my vows, I go, but I promise I'll keep. Can I say that? Say service. I'll keep servicing you, even though everyone tells me I won't. And his were like heckling me, too. He was like, the other day I lost a tennis match and you called me a bleeping loser. It was all like awful bleep.
1: Like, okay, this is my. And that's when I was
2: like, oh, my God, how annoying would that wedding vow experience have been? They're being overly self-amused. And look. Colleen and I are overly self-amused three hours a day, mm-hmm. so we know. Yeah, we know self-amusement when we yes. hear it.
1: What I think what irritates me about that is like, I, you, for many people, their their wedding vows are important in the sense that. It is their
2: vows before God. Well,
1: not even just that, but like, that is like your, that's your, your moment to, to really like make a promise about what you want your life to be like together as a couple. Right. And you can say funny things in them for sure. And that's fine. And you know, uh, but to make a mockery out of them or to think, to be so overly proud of yourself because you made hilarious jokes In your vows and you didn't give a lot of thought to it I'm not impressed by that I guess is what I'm saying it doesn't lead me to feel like oh wow I'm so happy she found the love of her life what I'm thinking is that's really immature and I'm sad that you, but if that's what you want, I just think it that's would be what annoying works for to you, watch go, go like to weddings town. are
2: already self amusement territory because you're you're sort of witnessing you're being forced to to view somebody's like inside joke essentially, right mm. or inside like like. I, which I get. That's like one time where we just allow. You know, you're supposed to just be like, okay, this is their thing, because there's going to be all this stuff that you don't understand or that you don't quite totally get, but it's very meaningful to the people involved. And in this particular case, when you have, you know, a comedian like Amy Schumer, it just seems like it's going to be so heavy mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like it's Amy Schumerness.
1: I will tell you, I love weddings. I love them. I adore them. I would go to yeah. weddings professionally. Are you being sincere when I'm you say that? I'm dead serious. Oh. I love, love, love weddings. Wow.
2: That makes one of
1: us. I know. But even I can admit that I would be smack talking Amy Schumer behind her back if I went to her wedding. Because that's just... Ugh. Okay. D-bag. D-bag of the universe. Do you want to know who my D-bag is? Yeah, of course. I'll be quick. It's Oprah. Oh, what did Oprah do now? She's a frequent flyer. She wants us to know that she's so relatable. Remember how relatable Oprah is? She doesn't even know if she would know what to do if somebody told her she had to pump her own gas. Wait, what? Yeah. That can be read
0: multiple ways. What? What? Pumping gas.
2: Okay. Okay. Holly is twelve years old right now, and we're going to leave that over there. But continue.
1: Okay, so she was um, she was being interviewed by E News, and this is all because A Wrinkle in Time is coming out, and there's you know we're all talking about this. So uh, she she was quizzed about what errands they still run for themselves, and Oprah said that she doesn't pump her own gas. She says, "quote I wouldn't even know what to do." Um, she's fine with getting her own coffee because she can handle that. But she, who does not know how to pump gas? It is not difficult. Well, and the people directions in Oregon are
2: or wherever. On, really? There's two states where you can't pump your own gas. Although I, I mean, think one of them just recently changed.
0: Yeah, I think New Jersey recently changed. Yeah. Or Oregon. Well, one of the two. Okay,
1: I'm sorry, but it's on the gas pump. Like everything, it's a step by step, it is not difficult. You, you can do it. I remember seriously as a teenager, I had a friend who was like, she didn't know how to put gas in her car. And she was like, she she... literally goes, we're almost out of gas. And I was like, okay, we'll just pull over at a gas station. And she goes, I can't go to, if it doesn't have like full service. And I said, why? And she said, I don't know how to put gas in the car. And I said, "What do you do when you're almost out of gas?" And she said, "She either finds a full service station, or she brings it home for her parents to put gas in it." And I'm like, "No, honey, we're pulling over and we're putting gas in the car. It is not. This is something you need to understand how to do for yourself. And also, where are there full service stations anymore?" I'm just saying, gas up your own car. That just bugged me. Well, as somebody uh, just texted me, do.
2: I think Oprah actually drives herself? Well, then that's the other thing. Like, why would she get yeah, out of her like chauffeured vehicle to pump gas?
1: Remember that time though, she. I did look that- forward
2: to the day that I don't pump my own gas.
1: What, who's going to do it for you?
2: Uh, presumably, whoever is driving me around, or the self-driving car vehicle people.
1: Okay, robots. Really yeah. quick though, remember oh. the road trip episode with her and Gail? Yeah. Did she not have to pump gas then? <sighs> Apparently not. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some really smart science for you. Stay right where you are. We'll make you smarter after this on My Talk 1071.
2: The world went to South Korea and watched Minnesotans do what we do quietly win the whole Olympics. With frozen grit, Minnesota athletes brought home three gold medals and one bronze all by themselves.
0: Let's not get too high on ourselves. That's a little rude, but it was just real nice to win some medals.
2: Minnesota rules the world! It was super neat,
0: but let's not brag. Though hockey, cross-country, skiing, curling, and the downhill all did
2: win. Team Minnesota won the Olympics.
0: All right, that's a little much, but we could say that...
2: Minnesota crushed the other states.
0: Or that they did a really nice job. We own Wisconsin! Or how about just a humble Minnesota congratulations from MyTalk 107.1, everything Minnesotan entertainment.
2: Minnesota! Minnesota! The
0: radio home of science. Science. Colleen and Bradley, weekdays noon to 3 on MyTalk 107.1, everything entertainment. Make you a little bit
1: smarter here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk 107.1.com. We are everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And every day at this time, we like to make you a little smarter with a little bit of
2: science,
1: and it goes like this. Bradley,
2: oh, are you ready for science? I'm ready Uh, for your science. Well, it turns out, Colleen. Oof, I'm sorry. Do you um do you clean? At all? At home? Yeah. Or maybe at work, Julia? Uh, Well, if you do, um, you're going to die. I'm sorry.
1: What? Why?
2: Because!
1: Science! Science!
2: Clean! Don't clean. Make your husband do it. Why? Well, some research done by the American Thoracic Society. Sounds like a fun bunch of parties. They've uh, learned that women who clean at home or the office face increased lung function decline. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which means you're going to die. So um, your forced expiratory volume decreases, as does your forced vital capacity, your FVC. That doesn't uh, sound good. No, it does not sound good. Uh, They notice this, though, as I said, only in women. Does
1: any of this sound familiar? No. We had a very lengthy conversation about this like two weeks ago (laughs) where we talked about how I was going to use this as my argument to make the men in my house clean all the time. Oh
2: my God. Remember that? No, I don't. Talking
1: about the dirty toilets. Yeah, we got into that conversation. Oh my God. Well, then. Game issues.
2: Yeah. That's a bummer. OK, well, I, you know
1: what the real bummer is, yeah. is that I tried to use this study and it and, didn't work.
2: Well, you're still dying. I know. Science wants you to know.
1: I'm going to, you know, maybe that I maybe I just need to, like, really prove the point by saying I can't. If, if I keep cleaning, I won't be around to clean anymore. So you must clean.
2: I mean, do you think that'll work? No. OK. Nobody cares. I was going to say.
1: Well, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, well, no,
2: hey, look, uh, it's always, it bears repeating, frankly. It does.
1: It does bear repeating. Uh, And if if, if this has worked for anybody using this study, let us know. Okay, how about this, Bradley? Sex really does sell, even for monkeys.
2: Sex sells for monkeys? Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm so confused. Why? Because. Monkeys don't buy sex? Oh, they do. What?
1: You know how they always say in advertising sex sells, right? If you put a pretty scantily clad lady in your commercials, people are going to remember that and they're they're going to know your brand, right? Yeah. Well, they studied monkeys to see if the same was also true with monkeys. Okay. Here's how they did it. They had 6 brands, so 6 logos of a brand. And they were associated with six different photographs. One was of uh, a dominant monkey. One was of a subordinate monkey. One was of uh, a lady monkey butt, and I'm dead serious.
2: A monkey butt? Yes, okay. also
1: known as the perineia, uh of the monkey. And then three scrambled images that, that were parts of monkeys, but not really, like, notable parts so like you could kind of see fur it looked like a scrambled image Uh, and they were all associated with different brands then they had the the monkeys look at these different images and see the the monkeys that were the pictures that were associated with the brands yeah then they showed them on a touch screen two two of the brand logos next to each other And they almost always picked the logo that had been previously associated with either the uh, dominant face, the subordinate face, or the monkey butt versus the scrambled images. So, meaning, they remembered the logos that were associated with their monkey sexy images.
2: But they weren't sexy.
1: To the monkeys, they were sexy. Their
2: faces. How is the dominant? I mean, I I guess I understand the butt, but... What determines sexy monkey face?
1: I mean, I, I'm not sure, but what they're saying, like there, there's the dominant monkey, right? So then the monkeys would be looking for and like how do the they dominant know it's a one. Dominant monkey. I mean, I don't know. It's science. Why are you questioning science? Those monkeys want sex.
2: I don't get where the sex comes in. It's just a picture of a monkey.
1: But to them, it's sexy.
2: But what determines monkey sexiness? That's my question.
1: I don't know, because it doesn't work for us. Like, we don't what? think the monkeys are sexy. Oh. So we don't know what monkeys find sexy. Well, what did they ask them? Maybe. And if they did, I don't know what they would say back.
2: You know. Did they pick the butt more than the face?
1: I don't... Well... It doesn't really matter. It was just that they would put the butt one up against a scrambled image. So they wouldn't necessarily put the butt up against a dominant or a subordinate face. They would put the butt up against... This just sounds... That sounded terrible.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's not a good idea to put your butt up against your face.
1: (laughs) No, even if, you you know,
0: monkey or not. Is that they chose the butt over the scrambled image. So obviously they understand something that's attractive to them. Yes.
2: Or yes. that they just recognize but something? No, but
0: they're not putting... The, you have to also
1: understand, they're not choosing the the butt image. They're choosing the logo that's associated with the butt image.
0: Yes, because they saw the butt at first, right. and then they saw the Adidas logo that was next to the butt. So then they, they chose, chose the Adidas, Adidas logo, logo because it had a butt because next of the to butt. it. Does that make sense?
1: All you need to know is monkeys, monkeys like monkey butts. That's... Okay. That they look. Monkey butts they are, are weird. Have you, you ever googled
2: out. monkey butts? I won't They're be They're really right now. inflamed looking. They look like they could use some fiber in their diets.
1: When we come back, fiber for monkeys on the Colleen and Bradley show. No, I'm just kidding. We're looking. We want to know what are the kids saying these days. What are they, what are these kids what saying the these kids days?
2: Saying?
0: My Talk
1: 1071. Everything.
0: <laughs> Kiss not great.
1: Entertainment.